Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Kind of Funny Patreon Pledge Drive Month rolls on, and if you missed it, we put up two episodes from the 300 exclusives on patreon.com slash kindoffunny over the weekend on YouTube. Check them out, and if you like it, toss us $10 on patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the other 298-plus pieces of content. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 7th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, Tim Mavoyan Gettys. Bless, very good to be here with you on a Monday, ready to talk about some video games. Big news day, it seems. A lot of fun Huge stuff news to talk day. about, yeah. for sure. Evo's popping off. Have you been keeping up, I'm sure? Oh, I've been keeping up. We'll talk all about that. Yes, yes, yes. It's been it's been a fun weekend, man. It's been fun, a very fun, fun weekend. Times all around. I gotta always give a shout out. I always like when you rock this this color combination, mm. right? The matching bomber jacket and shirt. Yeah, with big the nice fan of the monotone. Yeah, you know? and Go you've been rocking it. Color. Thank I'm also a big fan of the monotone. Yeah. Tim, how was your weekend? It was great. It was really great. Um, had a lot of fun uh, catching up on Twisted Metal. We're actually going to be recording a screencast for that uh, tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. Uh, besides that, I uh, played the hell out of Pokemon Go, as most of my weekends yeah. have been going the last couple uh, times. And I'm, I'm getting up there, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I think I'm level 30, 30. I'm about to be level 37, getting real close to that. Well, at what point do you wear the bomber jacket? So... I'm going back and forth. In game, you don't earn it till 50. Uh-huh. But that seems like I'm not going to get that for a very long time. So I was saying once I hit level 40, then okay. I'm allowed to wear the jacket. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It's still I'm a ways away from that still, mm-hmm. you know. But these boots are made for walking, and that's Hell just yeah. what they'll do. Hell yeah. Yeah, my, my, my weekend was also fun. Did axe throwing on Saturday for the first time ever. Cool. Which was fun. It was for Stella's birthday, Stella from IGN. And let me tell you, I, I've never, like been so immediately afraid to be in a place oh yeah <laughs> whereas like i i i'm like i get there on time but then i leave to go grab some boba across the street real quick and then i came back and by the time i came back people were already throwing axes and i was like i was only gone for five minutes how fast was the was the, was the preamble like what what is the tutorial on, on this thing what do i need to know and they're just like yeah you know just you know cock back and just throw and i'm like oh okay you walked in there just hit a hella fast like yeah through the, the yeah through all the, the dialogue and i'm like all right so like they just gave us a bunch of axes and knives Go and targets it. and people are just all throwing these axes at the same time with their different and i was like i was fucking like yo but what if somebody my biggest fear was somebody would cock back and then like the knife would slip out of their hand Jeez. and then go right into my noggin wow i kept thinking about that over and over and over again i Thankfully, didn't expect a, a blessed noggin drop it uh I'm, I'm a big noggin. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big noggin, noggin guy. guy yeah, too. yeah. Remember I talk the, about Moose's noggin all the time. Aww. Remember the channel, the, the oh, noggin. Of course. Yeah, dude. it's where I don't love the grassy. Yeah, yeah. Oh Radio God. Free Roscoe. Let's go. Damn. But yeah, I was I was scared at first, but then I threw my first axe and it hit the target. And I've never felt such a feeling power. of euphoria and power. Yeah. Did you feel so, like Kratos? Did I did feel like Kratos. I was, for a second, I was like, ah, let me not be the nerd here, even though yeah. everybody there was nerds. But, like, it was fucking fantastic. I had such a good time Hell doing yeah, axe man. throwing. But it also comes back to what we talked about either last week or the week before of me not making time for just, like, chill. Oh, chill dude. time. Because yesterday, 
it was a big weekend, right? Did that. Been watching Evo on and off, right? But also, like, yesterday, I had plans to get uh, Korean barbecue with friends, so I did that as well. And, like, I've had just nonstop back-to-back-to-back-to-back days of doing things. And let me tell you, I want to give a shout-out to one Janet Garcia, Mm. who texted me late last week and was like, hey, do you want to make plans to not make plans? Fuck yeah. And I was like, Janet, you're the homie. This is why you're a real one. And so we set a day where, like, yo, if anybody asks you if you want to do anything this day... You you are my excuse. You are the person that I'm like, okay, I'm hanging out with this person. I have plans with Blessing. I have plans with Janet Garcia. That's great. But we're just going to sit in our separate apartments, probably not interact. Maybe I'll send a text or two just to check up. check in. Yeah, just to check. Hey, you good? Are you doing nothing? You doing nothing? Good. All right, cool. Me too. And I'm very much looking forward to that. I'd love to be invited to these plans. I mean, if there's room. Only if there's room. I don't want to presume. What you doing tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think it's later today that we have those plans. I got to put my calendar. Oh, that's awesome. But Tim, mm-hmm. enough about all that. Let's talk about today's stories because we got a huge news day. Let's talk about Red Dead Redemption coming to PS4 and Switch. Everything announced at Evo and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all up store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you Today is the day Jeff Jarrett is in the building and about to stream some WrestleQuest with Greg and the developers. Will anyone get put through a table? You'll need to watch live or check the archive on youtube.com slash games to find out. Let me tell you, there's some housekeeping that I pull from the Slack where I'm like, okay, cool, it's a normal day. When I see somebody could get put through a table, I get very nervous. By Jeff Jarrett. Sometimes our lives don't make sense, and today is one of those days, Bless. It's definitely one of those days. Uh, speaking of our lives not making sense, KFAF is back <laughs> for a special holiday event, and we need you for the annual KFAF Photoshop Challenge. The Photoshop Challenge theme, movies and TV from the last three years. Post your submissions on Twitter or X or whatever is the special hashtag, or uh, whatever it is, it is with the special hashtag, uh, KFAF Holiday. Save the date for Friday, August 11th at 1130 a.m. right this here. Friday. That's this Friday on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch for the event of a lifetime and then over on patreon a new episode of the kind of funny next gen podcast is up right now and it's a movie fantasy draft episode our movie draft is like our video game fantasy draft where joey barrett roger and i draft movies for the year based on how we think they'll perform on rotten tomatoes we recap our last draft episode for those that missed it and draft some more movies for the remainder of the year and let me tell you, it is a must-watch episode yeah. of the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast. So tune, um, go over there, Patreon, and tune into that. What movies get drafted? You'll be shocked to find out. <laughs> You'll be shocked to find out. Uh, there are some twists in that episode that I think make it really, very, very good. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining, and Logan Delaney, the Delaney Bros. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be 
The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have eight stories today. A Baker's Dozen. And it's almost more like 15 stories because yep. I took story number two is a bunch of stories just smashed into one because Evo happened. And there's a lot to talk about with fighting games. But before we get there, we got a lot to talk about mm-hmm. with Rockstar and yes, Red Dead Redemption. With story number one, Rockstar announces Red Dead Redemption for PS4 and Nintendo switch this is wesley Yin pool at ign red dead redemption and zombie add-on undead nightmare are coming to ps4 and switch on august 17th rockstar has announced rockstar's 2010 western adventure which only launched on P- ps3 and xbox 360 is being ported to ps4 and switch by uk developer double eleven studios with ps5 backwards compatibility supported the port is not a remaster or a remake but does include newly supported languages such as simplified and traditional Chinese, Korean, Polish, Brazilian, Portuguese, uh, Russian, and Latin American Spanish. It costs $49.99 on the Nintendo Switch eShop and the PlayStation Store with physical versions arriving October 13th. Rockstar gives no mention of PC or Xbox versions. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is already available on modern Xbox consoles via backwards compatibility with the original Xbox 360 version. However, the lack of a PC version which Rockstar has never officially released, is sure to come as a disappointment. Tim, does this news come to you as a disappointment or a good thing? Um, I mean, good thing that more people get to play a great game. Weird thing, and just, this is just weird. It's just weird that last week we get the news that Jedi Survivor is rumored to be uh, being ported to the PS4, and um, that's not right. No, that's right. That is right. PS4 and Xbox One. Last gen. (laughs) Yes, that's... For some reason, in my mind, I was thinking Xbox 360. I'm like, there's no I, way I that's do the right. Same, yeah, I do the yeah. same thing okay. all the time. Okay, PS4 and Xbox One. Great titling over there. Yeah. Um, And it, it's like, huh, okay, I get it. People like money. Seems a little bit weird that the um, games that were amazing video games but didn't run well on the new consoles, is those are the ones that they're talking about porting. Hopefully, they all work. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it's great. I love these games. I want Respawn to uh, those games to be played by as many people as possible. Absolutely. Red Dead, this is just interesting. They didn't make too big a deal out of this. I don't think that it's like, oh, man, I can't be disappointed when you weren't promised anything. Yeah, it's like, all right, cool. This is happening, whatever. They didn't like, hey, huge announcement coming or anything like that. So eh, it's happening. That's fine. It does seem a little bit weird. $50 price point seems steep for what this is. Yeah. Um, I feel like $30, maybe even $20 at this point. $30 probably, yeah. just being realistic. That would feel better, you know? But I, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I'm I'm in the same place as you, right? Where I'm of two minds with it. One, it's really good to see a game that didn't have a way to be played on modern platforms find a way to be played, right? I think that is where the backwards compatibility thing comes in. I do think it's a little odd slash disappointing that there's not a PS5 native version. But if it's just a port, it's like, do we even need a PS5 native version, right? Like, and that at, at that point, just make a remaster. I think that would be the cool thing to do. And I think that that is what more people wanted slash expected i think the the you know other mind i'm of with this is the fact that this has been rumored for the last few weeks to be happening and people put their own narrative to it oh red dead popped up on rockstar's website they, they must be making a remaster they must be ma- making a remake there were the reports about when um the grant of auto trilogy came out and those remakes slash remasters slash whatever we want to call them weren't good there are stories about how rockstar was working on a gta 4 remaster in the same vein but that stuff has been put on put on ice based on the the reception of the gta trilogy and so would would red dead redemption have been a remaster at some point if gta trilogy was good 
who knows? And also, who's that on? Is that on Rockstar? Is that on the audience? I'll say this more on Rockstar, right? Like, there's a lot that goes into, I think, that side of the conversation. What I think is a bit unfortunate are the rumors and the leaks and stuff, because I think without that, Rockstar seemingly, as far as I can tell, just wanted to get this out the door, right? This thing is coming out August 17th. Mm -hmm. That's in 10 days. This is a thing that they're not trying to make big fanfare of. They're just like, hey, there's not a way to play these games on modern platforms. Here's a way to play these games on modern platforms, right? And I think it's a simple port for them to make. And I think it's a win on the side of video game preservation. Totally. And that's, that's a very, very good thing. Would I want a remaster? Would I love a remake? Absolutely. And I think that is, that is something Rockstar should do at some point. But I think the existence of this port doesn't, to take away from the fact that like oh that's a thing that i still want and i think we could still get but i think this is fine yeah so. no so all that's true and i mean look here the the headline even reads ps4 and nintendo switch we're talking about two of the highest console install bases that exist yeah. so yeah and ps4 but, you know, technically includes ps5 because of backwards compatibility as exactly well. and that all gets a little bit weird um but whatever it you're right it works yeah. that way so um they're they're looking for the the cash money here which totally makes sense in terms of the remake of a red dead redemption i feel like we haven't seen that yet like i i feel hmm. like you know in a world where we see capcom and square remaking their little asses off right we haven't seen rockstar do that so i don't necessarily think that a red dead redemption one remake in ps5 style whatever is likely even like yeah. until something like that is announced i, I mean, don't think we that got that's the max well i guess this is earlier older games right but max Payne one and two are being remade by remedy being published by rockstar yeah but see yeah, even that though like i do think that those are older games that have like a different different level of like you can do like there's a lot you can do to those games that's i think we understand what a remake of those games look like or even a remaster of those games look like whereas yeah. red dead I think Red Dead still feels like it's modern enough. Modern, yeah, modern enough. Even though it came out in what 2010, like over a decade ago, I like it's it's the thing where for me the way I envision a Red Dead Redemption One remake would be to put out Red Dead Redemption One, that same game, that same story, but have it look like Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. I think that would be the dream. But totally. also, is that a dream? Is that too much work for for what that would be? I I kind of feel like the answer to that is yes, especially when GTA Six is still yeah. looming right? and that's all stars huge so they can work be working on multiple things they are working on multiple things but i i just feel like something like a red dead redemption remake that's a post gta type i agree game. yeah well it makes you also wonder what it should rockstar reach more into their bag of I want to say classic games. It feels weird to call Red Dead Redemption a classic game, but I guess their bag of like their heritage, right? Hey, there are so many games and IP that Rockstar owns. And I like the idea of them sifting through and trying to figure out how to treat things right. Like GTA Trilogy was the right idea, just bad execution on how they went about it. But if that's the answer, it's like, to me, like that, it, you don't get more classic Rockstar than the GTA 3 trilogy. You're right, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I Personally, I don't get excited, especially after what happened with that. There's nothing that I'm like, oh man, I hope they do this. Cause yeah. it's like, I, I don't have faith in it. And also I'm like, just give me something new at this point. Like, but they for, never will. Oh, I mean, well, they'll give us GTA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But that, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with this is like, yo, GTA six is the exciting thing. We've been on GTA five <laughs> being re-released, figured out in different ways for a decade at this point. So mm -hmm. uh, going back further, it's like, yeah, that trilogy was the thing that would get me super excited and it came out and it just wasn't it. Like, yeah. and if you fumble that, that should have been like the easiest layup. But even then, that was one of those examples of 
it kind of it was rumored it was talked about then it was announced and came out like so fast and like maybe it shouldn't have <laughs> yeah and again i think i think for me the thing with gta trilogy is just that the execution was bad you should treat that better right but like i still do think there are ways in which you can go back and pull a thing like the midnight club franchise or like bully or like i mean max Payne. there are they seemingly are already doing and i like the way that they're going about a max Payne, which is Oh, Remedy wants to do it. Remedy, of course, has a history with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's let Remedy take this thing and, like, do what they're going to do. And Remedy is a good and trusted studio. Could you go to a... I know uh, Double Eleven, which I'm not su super familiar with, but they're doing this port of Red Dead Redemption. Are there studios like that that you can go to to revive a bully or revive a, <laughs> a Warriors or, like, these things that are cult classics or in the case of rockstar right i think rockstar has still has some franchises that aren't red dead or gta that could still hit right like i think a max Payne would be really fun i think a a midnight club could hit i don't know that a midnight club could hit. i i feel like i'm with you to yeah. an extent here but i do feel like bully has that cult classic vibe to it midnight club is the game that people played i don't know that it's like a cult classic you, you know don't what think I mean? so? and i played the hell out of it like i okay. i rented the shit out of that game like so many different times I don't know that it, if it came out, I don't think it would do anything for moving a needle for people, whether it's mm. just a port, a remake, a remaster. See, I would see it a as a game. Burnout, uh, what was it, Burnout Paradise remaster. I, I do not think so. You don't think a Midnight Club does as good as a Burnout? Not or Burnout. Close. I don't even think. Burnout had, there's like an energy behind it. Like mm. That is a game that I think is cult classic. That is a game that like people revere and remember as being one of the best of all time. Midnight Club would be lucky to make it on a best of list for the year it came out. <laughs> Damn. All right. Am I wrong? Enough. I mean, I'm not, I'm not played enough Midnight Club, right? Like, There's I, my point. <laughs> I, I am a burnout person, admittedly. And so, like, I will take a remastered burnout any day. But, yeah, like, I I guess I, I've heard enough people talk about Midnight Club to where I'll think of it in that way of, like, oh, yeah, sure. Surely enough people would, like, show up for this thing. But, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I, I don't think so. And, again, what is enough people? Like, mm. is it enough to put in the research? Would it make money? Yes, it would make money. But I don't think that it would, like. But, like, does it make enough money for Rockstar, a company that is sitting on the, like one of the highest grossing IP of all time yeah. for entertainment. We shall see. But hey, are you going to pick up this Red Dead Redemption port <laughs> on PS4? No. Are you going to play through some Red no, Dead Redemption again? No, no. I mean, it's funny because like, I would be excited for a Red Dead uh, if it was plussed up and stuff, but like, yeah. I also just don't expect that. Like, so, yeah, I'm not going to be touching this. Fair enough. Let me tell you what I'm going to be touching. A lot of fighting games yes, in the near future, Tim, because story number two, we got everything announced at Evo 2023. I'm going to be pulling from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. But before I even get into it, Tim, did you get to check out any of Evo? Is that even your bag? Oh, yes, it definitely is my bag. I didn't get to check out nearly as much as I, I wish I could, but yeah. uh, uh, I mainly saw it this weekend on TikTok and Twitter and like more social clips as opposed to like actually, actually sitting down watching, watching live because uh, I wasn't home too much this weekend. I feel that. So give me the updates. Yeah. Let me know. So getting into the story, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world has returned this year as Evo 2023 and, uh, and featured not only some of the biggest moments in the fighting game world, but also some of its biggest game announcements. Starting off, we got Street Fighter 6 is getting a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover this month. The world's the worlds of Street Fighter 6 and TMNT are set to collide on August 8th as TMNT gear emotes, titles, stamps, and costumes that will turn you into your favorite turtle will be added to Street Fighter 6. While Leonardo, 
uh, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo aren't being added as full characters like they were in Injustice 2. There looks to be a ton of fan service in this package that includes an emote that sees your character chowing down on some delicious pizza. Tim, I know you're a big TMNT person. I know you also like you like Street Fighter as well. Is this oh, yeah. something that you're excited for? Is this something that's going to bring you in? No, definitely not. I, I, it's cool it's happening. This is just marketing at its best, though. There's yeah. a movie. There's a game. Let's do some, some collabs here. If they were characters themselves, I'd be more interested. Them being an Injustice was freaking awesome. I am more of a Street Fighter guy than I am an Injustice slash Mortal Kombat guy. So I would be very excited if I get to play as my boy Leo in uh, Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Playing as a character that looks like Leo, but isn't Leo a little less excited about that. But I think that this it's cool that they're doing this. This seems like more of an integration than I expected because I didn't expect any. This yeah. is random as hell, and I love these type of announcements and nothing nothing bad here, but I don't think there's anything too worth getting excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you where this surprised me a little bit. I would expect this kind of collaboration with a NetherRealm-type game, so I think it's neat that Street Fighter is exploring other IP to bring in an interesting way. And for that, I, I, I don't really expect Street Fighter to bring in playable characters from other IP. Me neither. Right? Street Fighter is not, historically, they've not really done that um, and so this ma- this seems like it makes more sense. And I kind of like it. Like, I kind of like the idea of, no, no, the Street Fighter roster is the Street Fighter yep. roster. Like, we have a vision for what we want these things to be. Like, this is a closed environment. But, you know, we can bring in costumes. We can let people cosplay as CMNT characters, and that can still be a very fun thing. And so I think that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that. Like, I feel like there's a sanctity to Street Fighter that, like, yeah. keep it its own thing, especially because... I mean, the kings of collab fighting games, Marvel versus Capcom, they're essentially half Street Fighter characters. So it's not like the street, we don't get to see the Street Fighter characters fighting. Interact with other Inter- things. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, speaking of Street Fighter VI, uh, we got the new DLC character, AKI, with a new trailer. Uh, street Fighter VI's next DLC character after Rashid is the maniacal poison aficionado, AKI. And she got a teaser trailer and a reconfirmed autumn 2023 release window. Uh, and she looks pretty cool. I saw this trailer. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, let's I like, go. I like this. The maniacal poison aficionado. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Love Maniac. Love Maniacs of Poison. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we got a dope new Mortal Kombat 1 trailer. Have you seen this trailer? No, I didn't. Barrett, can, can we actually get this trailer with sound? It's a four minute trailer. We can talk over it. I'm sorry for audio listeners. Maybe hop over to the video version. This trailer is fucking incredible. Yeah. So this was premiered, uh, I think it was after, yeah, it was after the Tekken final. Earthrealmers aren't ready to see the real me. So, how does it so work? you have you just shapeshift and then reptile you want? out here walking you shift out only between this and my natural form. Fuck yeah. Reptile <laughs> this yeah, goes from human to straight up fucking dinosaur me. creature. Freak among my people. I was terrorized. Dude, it looks so good. This this game looks incredible. Read my intentions, princess. And I love the fact that Reptile is a dude this time. Like he's a he has a human form that looks cool. And that he goes full reptile. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not a reptile in a suit. Demon of the Netherrealm. I appear nearly human. Here we got Ashra, my girl from Mortal Kombat Deception. I love when they talk about their souls. Again, I love this that they're embracing the 3D era of Mortal Kombat. Because, uh, like, a character like Ashura, I wouldn't have thought I was going to ever see again. Oh, that air jungle. 
Astra and Is this going to be the dopest Mortal Kombat of yes. all time? Yes. 100%. You will accept chaos by choice or by force. And here you got my guy Havoc. Havoc also from Deception, I believe. Like, come on. This is just nasty, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, he just ripped his own arm off and beat someone up with it. Rips his own arm off and then summons this demon creature. Or actually, no, I think that might that was the cameo fighter. I believe that I believe that's Serena. They're out for you too, size off to catch me. <laughs> they must see me. Oh, damn. Like, come on. Dude. What's the date on this one? Is it September 19th? September 19th, yeah. Oh my gosh, just a little over a month away. And here we got the, um, we got Striker. It looks like they're doing the X-ray moves. The fucking. <laughs> we can probably cut it there. Because, like, we pretty much got the gist of what the new info, info here. The rest of the trailer is going to be just the fatalities happening. But, goddamn, does Mortal Kombat 1 look good? It is, this roster is doing it for me. And that is, that's maybe the one thing that hasn't jazzed me about the last few Mortal Kombat games is that, like, the new characters that they introduced for the roster don't excite me, right? In Mortal Kombat 10, we got the combat kids. We got, um, uh, I can barely remember remember their names, Jackie Briggs, uh, Sonya, and Johnny Cage's daughter. And we got like a couple other characters that are related to other characters, right? And like, they were fine to me, right? Like the one I really liked was Takeda Takahashi, who they had in Mortal Kombat 10, who was a, like, he was an apprentice of Scorpion and he was sick as hell. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, it's been fine. And then Mortal Kombat 11 gave us more of that and like, New characters that haven't, I guess, blown me away. And the fact that this roster so far is reaching into eras of Mortal Kombat that have been for. forgotten and that I have nostalgia for. And maybe this is just a me thing, but I'm like, yo, this roster looks dope as hell. And I'm excited now for every new roster reveal because the way in which they're even showing the context of the characters in the story and the way that like they're factioning up and they're, they're presenting this in a way where I am fucking in. I cannot wait for the story of this thing. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I can't wait to try out all the different characters. This game looks incredible. Uh, dude, the looks are uh, slightly unbelievable, man. I feel like we've gotten a couple fighting games in the last couple of years that upon first glance, like Project L is one of them, uh, Guilty Gear Strives and other Dragon yeah. Ball Fighters, and all of those have a more similar um, art style to them. But seeing them, I'm like, how is this real? Like, this is like, it seems like games shouldn't be able to look this good. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm looking at a more traditional 3D styled fighter here. I know it's 2D, but like just the, the graphic 3D the models, style, yeah. 3D models. And I'm blown away. Like, I never thought that that would be possible. Like, it looks so good from a character design perspective, from their movement. They look like every move they do looks fluid and like perfect. Yeah. And the backgrounds look dope and interesting while also not being distracting. Like, and it has also it has a visual identity to where every trailer I've seen, I'm like, oh yeah, this is Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. Like, I, this doesn't I, look like X. This doesn't look like here? 11. I think they just leveled up in terms of, yeah, like, hey, Mortal Kombat 1 has this distinct, like, we know what we're doing. Maybe it's also, like, being in the new current gen or whatever, because this is the first one that's out for PS5 and Xbox Series X. They just found something here that really makes it stand out and look unique as a Mortal Kombat game. And, and like, they, they've got the stuff. And I'm right there with you that, you know, I, I, when, I'm, when, I, when I think about fighting games that are visually 
distinct and that stand out. Usually I am um, leaning towards a arc system game, right? Like a guilt, Guilty Gear Strive. That game looks fucking incredible. Um, Street Fighter VI looks really good, right? But like, yeah, what they're doing here with the 3D models, with going for more of the realistic look as opposed to a very stylized look, they, they've got the stuff. Like, it, NetherRealm was on another level with this stuff. And so, yeah, shout out. Next up. We got some Tekken 8 news. Uh, Tekken 8 adds Raven and Azucena, the Peruvian coffee queen, to its roster. Uh, while, still, while we still don't have a release date for Tekken 8, it was confirmed at EVO 2023 that Raven will be returning for this latest entry alongside a newcomer named Azucena, the Peruvian coffee queen. Raven first appeared in Tekken 5 and is a secret intelligence officer for the United Nations that uses Of course, of course yeah. Uh, he. Uh, ninjutsu oh. and... Uh, or, uh, there's multiple Ravens, though, because it's confusing. There's Master Raven, who I believe is she, her. And so, like, yeah. Uh, that uses ninjutsu and can attack his foes with copies of himself. As for Azucena, she really loves coffee and messing with her opponents by playfully dodging That's and countering sick, dude. with ease and devastating power. This trailer was dope as hell. Because, yeah, she really is just weaving in and out of the opponent's moves. And I, I really dig how much her character loves coffee. Toward the end of the trailer, she gets into this face-off with Lily. And Lily's from uh, um, England, I believe. And so, like, Lily's really into tea. And then, like, <laughs> and then Azucena comes through and is like, I'm going to show you the power of coffee. And it's fucking dumb as hell, but also really fun. Um, and I really love it. Uh, the, the Raven trailer that I don't have listed for, for Barrett. Raven trailer, trailer also really, really dope. Like, he's that same character, but he just seems leveled up in this game as well. Like, all the stuff they showed with him seems really cool. Uh, and, yeah, Tekken 8 continues to look really cool. And this is the moment I was talking about in the trailer where, like, <laughs> Azucena's like, the tastiest drink of the world is coffee. And then Lily is like, I'll teach you about the majesty that is tea. Dude, Fucking she dumb. looks dope as hell. I, I love the, the dodge moves and stuff. This is the first time I've seen a, a new character announcement in a fighting game that I'm like, you know what? I want to give this one a shot in a while. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a nostalgic basic bitch. You know what I mean? Yep. Give me the one. Give me what I'm used to. I'm not good enough at these games to be like, oh, I want to try every move set. Like Smash Brothers, I want to try everything. I want to understand because I understand how that game ticks. Yeah. I don't understand how these games tick, even if I could slightly do. You know what I mean? I, I might be able to look at a watch and tell time, bless. Yeah. But I, I can't like. You can't tell what makes it tick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this shit works. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. And I, I'm in a similar place as you where when I pick up a fighting game, I find my main pretty quickly and I don't veer off uh, into other characters because I can identify the kind of fighters that or the kind of characters that I work well with. And kudos to Tekken 8. This is the first new character that they've announced. I believe, I think me and you have talked about some of the Tekken roster leaks and stuff. And when I look, when I've looked at the Tekken 8 roster, I'm like, yeah. This looks like a Tekken roster. You know, nothing about this is necessarily standout, but like, cool that these people are returning. Azucena is the first new character that they've announced. And I'm with you that Amelia, I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to try this character out. She looks really cool. She has a different uh, movement style that could, seems like it could be really fun to, to mess around with. And I think that's really good. I think that's a really good start that the first character they introduce already, people are jazzed to try her out. Yeah. And so makes me very excited to see what other new characters they introduce. Moving on. We got some Fatal Fury, City of the Wolves. That was announced. Uh, SNK shared the big news. The Fatal Fury, City of the Wolves is on its way and will be the first new Fatal Fury game since 1999. I was about to say, this yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, we didn't learn too much about the game or get a release date, but the accompanying teaser trailer did feature Terry Bogard and Rock Howard facing off against each other. There also appears to be teases to other characters as many voices can be heard throughout the trailer that the community are already matching to fighters. 
Tim, were you ever a Fatal Fury person? Did you ever no. try out Fatal Fury? No, not even a little bit. I don't think, yeah, I've not tried out Fatal Fury either, but I'm happy that SNK is reaching into that bag and bringing something old and bringing it back because I know plenty of people that, you know, like, I'm, I know how classic that is, right? The fact that Terry Bogard is a character in Smash, right? The fact that I play uh, King of Fighters 15, I'm identifying the Fatal Fury influence there. Hell yeah. Also, there's a character named Rock Howard. It's a dope-ass name. Sounds like Rock Hard. It, oh, it sounds a little bit like Rock Hard. That's, I, I was going to cool. say that sounds like if Mike Howard had like a secret middle name or like yeah. a nickname that they called him in high school, I could see them calling him Rock, Rock. Howard. Yeah. Hey, Rock, get over here. <laughs> oh, I got you, Jabroni. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> uh, moving on, Guilty Gear Strive Season 3 details revealed as it reaches 2.5 million players globally. Guilty Gear Strive's third season got detailed at Evil 2023, and it was confirmed that the Jellyfish Pirates captain, Johnny, will be, next, will be the next DLC fighter to join the game on August 24th. Season 3 will also bring with it two new systems, three other characters, two new battle stages, and more. Hell yeah. Love to see it. Shout yeah, out to see it. Shout out to my jellyfish pirate captain Johnny. And speaking of jellyfish, and speaking of jellyfish, our final news bit right here for Evo. Uh, Plankton has been revealed as the next Nick Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl Two character. Uh, Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl Two is officially on its way, and Evo 2023 helped reveal that SpongeBob SquarePants uh, Plankton will be part of the roster when it arrives. Plankton joins <laughs> joins new characters like Squidward Tentacles and Jimmy Neutron. I love that they're using their full names. Yep. Uh, and Show some respect, you know? Yeah, Squidward Tentacles. <laughs> uh, and he will be fighting in a mech suit with ketchup-based attacks, his computer wife Karen, lasers, and more. You gotta love it. You really do, man. Like, I, there's no date on this one yet, right? They just said coming later this year. Yeah, it's coming, coming later this year. I hope it hits at the right time, man. Just give me a free weekend. Oh, it, yeah. Give me the right amount of time in between all the things coming out, and we're going to have a blast. I don't know I, if there is a right time, dude. Like It's, it's, always, it's always the right time for Nickelodeon <laughs> Smash This Club. is going to come out the same day as Alan Wake 2. I'm guarantee it. Really, I love that it, because it's like a, a robot version of him. He feels and looks like uh, just like their version of Rob. Just like oh, okay, really yeah. fucking annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I love that they took the character of Plank Plankton and made him a tank. That's yeah. the that's a genius that idea. Is pretty damn good. Yeah, they're like we're gonna take the tiniest character in Nickelodeon and make him a big force to be dealt with. Uh, so shout out to that, and also shout out to Evo. So I got to watch certain bits of Evo, not as much as I would have liked. Um, King of Fighters 15 was Saturday, I believe, and I got to watch uh, that, and that was a really fun time. And then uh, yesterday, Sunday, the big day. They had Tekken uh, 7, which I watched, and Tekken's always my favorite thing to watch at EVO. It is a very fun game to watch, uh, just for the fact that it's very easy to read, right? Tekken is it's a 3D fighter. It is very, like, hand-on-hand combat-based. It's easy, it's easy to follow, and, and um, really had a good time with that, even though Arslan Ash, who's, like, who's easily the best Tekken player in the world right now and has been for a while, he fucking cleaned up. Like he, if anything, he made it almost unfun to watch. Damn. Like it was fun to watch because Tekken is fun to watch, but he was destroying folks so like much. Brock Lesnar in WWE. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, we part. got to the finals, and I'm like, we know what's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a mystery. Who's about to win this thing? Because he's insane. Uh, but did that, and that was really fun. And then um, I get, I then had to go and get Korean barbecue. But then I got back had home. To. <laughs> had to. Uh, no, I yeah, got to. And then I, I got back home, and then um, I missed, like, the first hour of Street Fighter Six, but then I started watching it, and it was a good time. But, like, I've been telling you this last week, Tim, I've been getting tired early. Yeah. And 
I, I was so upset because I fell asleep watching Tree Fighter 6 Evo and I woke up at the at the final finals and I was like, fuck, man. Damn. <laughs> like, I missed this whole thing. I checked Twitter and everybody's going crazy about how good it is. I'm like, damn it, dude. I missed all the good stuff. But I got to watch the finals and the finals were fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. It is a, that is a fun game to watch, Tim. Oh, like, I want to go. I want to go back and rewatch the um, all the stuff I missed because even watching the finals, which was like a, uh, a dude from the Dominican Republic. He was going back and forth between playing Luke, who's my main. So I was like, I was rooting for him because he was Luke. And he was also going back and forth between Luke and Blanca. Uh, and he was fighting a guy that was playing as Ken. Like, the seeing the strats, seeing, like, the shift in strategy, seeing the way that, like, anybody could have won in that moment, it was really cool. Like, there was a really good back and forth. And this was, for me, the moment where, you know, I, I mean, I've had this already, but the fact that... Uh, drive rush and impact drive and these new mechanics that they've added to street fighter six they are fucking working dude they yeah. are making things interesting to watch and people are utilizing them in very interesting ways that is making this a very engaging fighting game to watch this this might be too early to to say even in evo and all of that uh-huh. but this is a big deal right a, a new street fighter coming out street fighter six i feel like there was a lot on this one after five and after five found its place over time with its uh dlc and different iterations but for six to come out and kind of out the gate, be the one, be the one. Everyone's like, they did it. Yeah. This being their their real coming out party in terms of esports tournaments on the the biggest degree, at least. Do you think that they accomplished what they had to in in terms of like the dominance of Street Fighter being the fighting game? No, one thousand percent. I mean, from what I could tell, and it seems pretty unanimous across the board. Street Fighter Six was the best part of Evo, and. The fact that they were able to close it out on that, have it be be that, have the game be dope as hell, uh, have everybody hype, have like the fact that the, that Capcom is introducing this prize pool that is, I believe, upwards of millions of, do- of dollars. They're doing everything they need to, to 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 make it a force, and yeah, like it, all the hype was there, right? For the four fighting games in general, because all the other stuff was fun to watch too. But when Street Fighter Six got there, it felt like a all right, like. This is the, this is the main event. This is what it's all about. This is the thing that really like we're 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 really here for. And like it was a very it was a it was a very fun time watching the watching the finals at least. Um, and yeah, Twitter was popping off. So I think they're doing everything right. I think they got everything there. And next Evo is about to be fucking ridiculous. Yes, it is. Because the one thing I didn't mention with Tekken is the fact that you know they kept saying this. My guy Tasty Steve on the ones and twos. Um, that like this is potentially the last Tekken Seven Evo, right? Because Tekken mm-hmm. Eight is on the horizon, and that made this Tekken um, tournament Ooh, special. Yeah. And so there was that hype there, but also when you think about oh Tekken Eight is going to be there, there next year, Mortal Kombat One is going to be there next year. Who knows when Project L comes out? But maybe that's there next year. Next year's Evo, like, I think Street Fighter Six is giving the alley oop for next year's Evo to be like a fucking slam dunk. And not to mention that, like, the mayor of Las Vegas came through <laughs> and gave cool. the Evo folks, like, a key to the city and declared August 6th National Evo Day. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's Fuck fucking go, dude. Yes. The fighting game. It's going to be weird year. when it's not on August 6th, but okay. Yeah. I mean, next year, it's not on August yeah. 6th. <laughs> cool. cool. Next year is at the end of July, and I really want to go. And so, hey, man, it's happening. Evo's awesome. here. Fighting games are here. They're here, man. It's a fun time. But you know what else is a fun time to mm. patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on Patreon. You can, of course, uh, find exclusive content like the kind of funny next gen podcast, like kind of Feudy, like Greg ways and more. But you can also get shows like this absolutely ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like Mike likes them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no question asked and every purchase supports the shady rays impact program which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions exclusively for y'all listening right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code KINDA FUNNY. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. And you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate however it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the reese's because when you want something sweet you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're back with story number three. Square Enix share price drops amid claims that Final Fantasy 16 didn't meet high-end expectations. This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Square Enix's share price in Japan has dropped by nearly 15% following the company's latest earnings release. The publisher reported its Q2 2023 earnings on Friday, during which it stated that revenue had increased around 14% year-on-year, but profits had dropped around 65%. When the Tokyo Stock Exchange closed on Friday, Square Enix's share price sat at 6,366 yen. When it opened earlier today, however, the price had dropped to 5,566 yen and stayed around this figure throughout the day, dropping to 5,457 at one point. 
This is the lowest the company's share price has been since May 2022, and according to Bloomberg, its worst intraday drop in three years. Bloomberg also claims that one of the reasons for Square Enix's underwhelming financials is the launch of Final Fantasy 16. Their publication cites three separate sources who attended Square Enix's post-earnings call, all of whom claimed President Takashi Kiryu said the game's initial sales, in Bloomberg's words, quote, did not meet the high end of the company's expectations, end quote. Kiryu also reported, uh, also reported Lee said that the slow adoption of the PS5 was also a limiting factor in Final Fantasy's 16's sales, and that the end of hardware shortages should open up opportunities to boost software sales. Yo, Square needs to figure some shit out, man. Yeah. Like, like, so what they're saying here didn't meet high-end expectations. High-end. Things shouldn't have to meet high-end in order to be considered a success. You get what I'm saying? It yeah. should be able to hit expectations. If it's high, then it's, then it's great. Then, then it's just better than things are, are, are doing here. At the same time, though, I don't think this is as doom and gloom as it kind of is set out to look here. Because we are just talking about, like, any of these percentage drops and all that stuff. It is just of the last two years or last year even with some of the stuff being 2022 so mm-hmm. um there's a lot of contextual uh evidence there where you you start to see what games have square been releasing all the different business moves in the back end that have been going on um with the the release of things like crystal and idos and things like that mm-hmm. um so i i don't think that this is like bad news overall um i think that the biggest thing here is like square clearly needs to figure out its uh forecasting a bit because uh, I feel like there's going to be some in- incredibly talented teams that are affected negatively for the entirely wrong. For the, yeah, for the wrong reasons. And that's the thing that, like, I think we get scared of with a, with a story like this. But also, it's I, I'm with you that, like, what is going on in terms of their forecasting? Because we talked about the sales numbers for Final Fantasy 16, and they hit 3 million in the first week, I want to say, somewhere around that. And, like... With 38 million PS5s out there, I feel like 3 million in it, the first week is really good. Absolutely. And it's a really good number. Like, if you compare it to Final Fantasy 15, it didn't sell as much in the first week or first whatever. Yeah. That's because that was on two different consoles. But y'all knew that. And when you look at the percentage and the ratio, it's performed extremely well. Now, that's not taking into uh, context the reality that video games sales are higher than they've ever been. Of so course. the expectations are higher, especially for a game that it looks as expensive as and Final that's Fantasy the thing 16. Is, I think there's so much investment into making Final Fantasy 16 something that would be even wider selling than a previous Final Fantasy. They've, you know, um, rolled back a bit on like the, the JRPG-isms of Final Fantasy in a way to make it palpable for a wider audience. It is a pure action game. It is bigger than life set pieces and like, yeah, that game looks expensive as hell and it is a Game of Thrones-esque tone to it, right? But also... And it's rated it, M. And it's rated and it's rated M, which kind of works against its favor. Um, but also, like, this is a Final Fantasy that feels like it's trying to tailor toward a wider audience, a Western audience, right? Trying to hit, get into more people's hands. And I think maybe a lot of those things failed to do what they wanted to do on the, you know, getting into people's hands situation. Like, I feel like if they released a Final Fantasy that was a bit more traditional Final Fantasy, but still hit as hard as, as this in terms of, like, how good it is probably do the same and they probably wanted this to do more than that yeah i it's that's a tough one man yeah i I don't i don't know exactly where it all falls i feel like at the end of the day it's sold well (laughs) it just didn't like it's not hitting the high end here and i think that even what they're talking about um q2 2023 earnings uh are being discussed here the revenue had increased around 14 percent year on year but profits dropped 65 percent so revenue going uh up but profits going down means more money's being spent. Yes. Right. 
And so that makes a lot of sense when you look at the last year when the, the game, games the, that we know are in production, which also include games that aren't out yet. Yeah. Right. And also includes a Forspoken, right? Like Forspoken oh, in that conversation. Absolutely Forspoken <laughs> in a fucking conversation. And that's an expensive <laughs> video game that did not perform. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. I would almost attribute this more to a Forspoken. Um, like, I guess in collaboration with the Final Fantasy 16, right? But like, there, there are a couple of reasons why I could see that number making sense. I mean, I'm definitely like talking out of my ass right now, um, but I, I feel like I'm right about this. But correct uh-huh. me if I'm wrong. It has been decades since Square has had this many triple A high profile games this close together with Forspoken, Final Fantasy 16, and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Okay. All in production to some extent at the exact same time. Right. Okay. That's yeah. expensive, man. I mean, super expensive. <laughs> That's like Let that is expensive to a point that like most studios rarely ever touch, unless mm. there's something like a Ubisoft that are working on 15 fucking games at a time. Yeah. Square Enix is interesting, man. Like, I mean, we've not even talked about the we've, we've talked about the big guys, right? But they also just publish a lot of games so in general. Stuff. I mean, Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. too. You know, that's Square Enix, and I think. I don't know how that's doing sales wise, right? I'll assume that like that's doing Octopath Traveler numbers when yep. that's a good video game. And so hopefully that's a good like check mark on their thing, right? But then you look to you you look at last year and in my first blessing show of the year, the non-game of the year awards, one of the categories I had was like, I think it was like worst Square Enix title, like name for a game. And I went through a long list of Square Enix games that came out last year yep. that are just fucking it felt like i put them all in, in a name generator and spat it out right like everyday sun life or whatever <laughs> day life or whatever the game is fucking called there's so many square enix games that just come out and i have the question of who's this for like is this serving a larger audience are these needed can you you know lean up a bit here you have the one square enix game a, a year that does fucking terrible usually um like in the case of a was balance wonder world square enix yes yeah, in the case of Balance Wonder World, or A Quiet Man, mm-hmm. or um, fuck, was uh, the Platinum game that I was really looking forward to when it was first announced, but then got re-revealed and looked fucking terrible. Uh, Babylon's Fall. Mm. Was that Square Enix? I don't know. Chat, let me know if that was Square Enix. But like, I feel like they have one of those a year where it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? And sometimes those could be Forspoken, which are huge games. Yeah. They cost a lot of money and could lose a lot of money. And on top of that, like with Final Fantasy 16 doing extremely well, but not well enough to hit the high standards. And then all the money going into Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth that, hey, guess what? Next year, I imagine these numbers are going to look a little different, bless. Yeah. Oh, my God. And people, I mean, people in chat are now talking about even more games, right? Valkyrie Elysium was one that I remember coming out last year. And like, I don't know if that game was good or not, but like, I don't like that was that felt like another one that just came out and i'm sure that serves a particular audience but when you have like so many games that are like that it's like it feels like you're almost just putting games out to put games out and yeah i've I've confirmed now babylon's fall was square enix it came out um last year and god don't remind me of babylon's fall don't remind me Next news story. Story number four, a bunch of devolver games have been delayed. This is Jason Finelli at GameSpot. In the latest example of the company's tongue-in-cheek approach to announcements, Devolver Digital has released the Devolver Delayed Showcase, which confirmed multiple games being pushed into 2024. The three-minute video is a clear parody of a Nintendo Direct with similar graphics and an upbeat tone reminiscent of Nintendo's regular update live streams, only with the news that five Devolver published games will be pushed to 2024. Tim, Mm -hmm. I watched this this morning. Yeah. And when I tell you, 
that like I was both delighted for this stream, like for this video, but then also it was gut punch after gut punch. Yep. Like it, it felt like I was like doing a lottery that was like the opposite of lottery, right? It's like, okay, what what, what ways are you gonna break my heart? Right? Hopefully my game doesn't get announced here. And they all did. They all did. So the games that are getting pushed to 2024 are as follows. The Plucky Squire, Stick It to the Stick Man, Skate Story, God damn it, <sighs> Angerfoot, and Pepper Grinder. So I've never heard of Stick It to the Stick Man. Yeah. And it looks really damn cool. It does look really cool. Looking at it right now for uh, audio listeners, it, uh, it looks kind of like sometimes a 2D like fighting game style thing, sometimes more of like a, a arena brawler. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks re- very interesting. Very Devolver. Very Devolver. And like, yeah, we just got footage of Skate Story, which still looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the video does end on good news, however, as it also confirms multiple projects that will remain on the 2023 schedule. The list of games staying in this year look like this. We got Gunbrella, Let's Go, Wizard with a Gun, The Talos Principle 2, which I'm going to pause there. The, when I saw The Talos Principle 2 in th- this video, I paused and went, this looks like a me game. Yeah. This looks like a game that I might actually enjoy. And I've not had The Talos Principle on my, on my radar, but now I'm kind of looking forward to it. And so this video was do- did a pretty good job of that. I, mean, I could say the same thing about Pepper Grinder. Haven't heard about that one. And there's some gameplay there. I'm like, ooh, this looks like some satisfying ass Tim Getty shit. Yeah. All right. A little 2D platformer action with some like unique gameplay mechanic stuff going on of, uh, of traversal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we also got the Cosmic Wheel, Sisterhood, Karma Zoo, and then Pixel 3 DLC. Those are all still coming out in the year of our Lord 2023. We did it, Tim. You know, at the end of the day, good on them. I love this presentation. I think they did a great job of it to turn some bad news into good news. And we've said it a million times. This year is packed. Absolutely yeah. packed. So, hey, no no harm, no, no foul. Yeah, no harm, no foul. Let's, let's if get anything. these things out, make some room for room in 2024. Yeah, like I'm, and that's my thing is I'm not upset by any of these, right? Like I, I want to play the Plucky Squire, but also like Armor Core 6 is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Starfield's around the corner. Island Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, uh, Mario RPG, Super Mario Wonder. I can keep going, Tim. You can. There's so many you fucking really games can. to play this fall. And yeah. so, yeah, give me space. Sea of Stars. Mm. Beautiful. Story number five, Baldur's Gate 3 is now one of the biggest Steam games ever. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. That's how big of a news day it is. That this is, I feel like this would usually be maybe a the story headline. number one or two, Yeah. right? Uh, Baldur's Gate 3's huge launch swelled over the weekend with the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game breaking the 800,000 concurrent players barrier on August 6th. Just last week, we were talking about how this game was almost close to half a million concurrents and how impressive that is. They're at 800,000. Dude, and I mean, my Twitter tells that story. Yep. Like, the amount of clips I've seen, the amount of people talking about this, it's wild. The peak concurrent count on Steam was 814,666, nice, which puts Baldur's Gate 3 in ninth place in Steam's all-time concurrent players list. It's chasing down eighth-placed Hogwarts Legacy, seventh-placed Amazon's New World, and sixth-placed From Software's Elden Ring. Clearly, Baldur's Gate 3 has exceeded all expectations, particularly those of developer Larian. Last week, Larian boss uh, Sven Vink uh, said he told the developer's IT team to expect 100,000 concurrent players max. Baldur's Gate 3 is still the top-selling game on Steam by revenue. The huge PC launch is said to have boosted an interest in the PS5 version, which is set to launch September 6th. And I saw that floating around on Twitter, too, that like pre-orders for the PS5 version have and skyrocket and i mean dude that's awesome right they did it like i i want to give them so much credit one for making an incredible video game and yeah. that people are enjoying um but two for their their bold choice to release the game that the way that they did we don't see this often like what a rare instance of a game getting pushed up 
and they, they got it into reviewers' hands days before it came out, which most of the time is a telltale sign. Hey, there's some there's a problem here. Look out for it. Doesn't necessarily mean the game's bad. Yeah. But hey, this is going to be a little bit touch and go. Stay tuned to this. Let's see what's actually going on here. And no, it just worked out for them. They had a great game that came out that people are really vibing with. And because of their choices and because of their commitment to their vision for this game, they're now getting a marketing boost. They're now getting a sales boost that they could have never, ever, ever gotten on the ps5 because of this release strategy yeah good on them and i think it's just beautiful to see a studio live up to their pedigree as well where you know they've done divinity, divinity original sin 2 that got so much love and so much praise and people put that up as a oh this is one of the incredible rpgs you gotta play right but having Baldur's gate 3 comes out we were having conversations about a month ago about what's going to be rpg of the year right like does Baldur's Gate 3 even have a chance in that conversation when you got the big dogs like Starfield and Final Fantasy and Zelda and all these other things? And for the fact that Baldur's Gate 3 is out, and I'm like, and now I'm like, dude, does Starfield stand a chance for our RPG of the Year conversation, right? Like, Baldur's Gate 3 is making those waves. Baldur's Gate 3 is finding what makes that type of game special, right? It is Larian doing what Larian does, right? Finding what they do special combined with what a Baldur's Gate slash a D&D system does special and really delivering on that vision. And they deserve all the kudos for that. Like, it's very impressive. Yeah. Made my character last night, Bless. Oh. Yeah. Didn't think class? I was going to get into it, but yeah, fucking bought and downloaded it last night. Dude, from the character creator I was in. Yeah. Like, by the time I got into, like, setting with my third and fourth, like, character class. Subclass class trait, shit, yeah. Subclass, yeah. I'm like, I'm a high elf, half elf. Uh, sorcerer, and I got dragon scales on me because I'm, oh, I'm draconic. I don't even like if you ask me. The more I questions more, you ask me, I, I, I just put. I, I was like a rogue elf or whatever. I went like a little bit more basic, but yeah, I had such a fun time of just like making my character putting like tattoo, like runic tattoos on me and shit. Tim, it's you should awesome. pick, you should pick up Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah, just make a character. Honestly, I've just been having a great time watching watching all the boys play. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, y'all need to check this out. YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. The streams they've been doing, another level. An absolute other level, man. So congrats yeah. to them. Uh, somebody, we ha- there was a question that I had, and like somebody in chat asked, like, does do you think this, that Baldur's Gate three has the juice to like go for game of the year, right, or take it away from from Zelda? I think that might be a post show conversation because we're already running running late into this, but I think it'd be an interesting conversation to have. So let's put a pin in that and maybe come back to it later. For now, let's talk about story number six: Fallout, Assassin's Creed, and Final Fantasy are coming to Magic: The Gathering. This is Jordan Midler at IGN. Wizards of the Coast has announced that the expansions or that expansions based on Fallout, Assassin's Creed, and Final Fantasy are coming to Magic the Gathering. The sets, which will release starting in 2024, are part of Magic the Gathering's uh, uni- Magic the Gathers universes. I think that's a typo. Magic the Gathering's universes uh, beyond expansion, which sees the 30-year-old trading card game partner with brands notably this year, The Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who. The Fallout expansion will be first will be the first to release uh, coming in Q1 2023 with Assassin's Creed coming in Q3 2023. Mike, how are you excited about this? You jazzed? Yeah. He says, hell yeah. Um, I this almost got me to magic. <laughs> yeah. I paused and was like, am I about to buy a pack of magic cards? <laughs> oh, my God, man. Blessing. It is so cool. I mean, they continue to wow me. You know what I mean? I'm not the biggest magic guy. I just got on the train recently. But, like, it's so cool to see the collaborations of stretching outside the universe and getting wild and wacky with it, right? Assassin's Creed, Fallout. Are you kidding me? The list goes on. If you read, if you're really into magic and you read that blog post, Tim, there's some dope collaborations that all walks of life can enjoy. And I can't wait to talk more about it. When I tell you that I've been so on the tabletop slash card game 
uh, wave right now where again yesterday i went to get korean barbecue one of the people that was, that was there roger horny uh and lianza was there as well and on our way out we passed by a, a card game shop and i was like hold on I need to just, I need to just look around for a little bit. And I was picking, picking card games up and was like, oh, man, I want to purchase this so bad, but I had to hold myself back. Yeah. I had yeah. to exercise restraint. And you're telling me that there was a card game that has Fallout content in it? Final Fantasy content in it? Dude, Final Fantasy, like, I'm doing it. I'm getting in for that. Are you doing it? I mean, I, I'm not going to play. I'm going to collect the shit out of these things, though. Final Fantasy, I, I've always been interested in Magic because their art's dope as hell. Their cards look dope as hell. Mm. I'm just intimidated by it. It's just way too much for me. But collecting some Final Fantasy shit, oh, yeah, lock it in. God. My wallet, right, I might sorry. Do it. I might do it. You know I'll, what? I'll get just, rid of it now. I'm this just, thing, don't need it. Throw it away. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. That's a really thin wallet. Yeah. Damn. Story number seven, Sega unveils super cute trailer for Sonic and Friends animated shorts on TikTok. This is Christina Alexander at IGN. Sega dropped the trailer for the Sonic and Friends animated short series on TikTok. The company posted the trailer on the TikTok page for its Japanese branch on Monday, August 7th. Sonic and Friends gives us a look at Sonic, Tails, Amy, and Knuckles in CGI chibi form, having all sorts of fun while foiling Dr. Eggman's plans, whatever they may be. The title Sonic and Friends implies every character in the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, game series may appear alongside Sonic's small circle of friends, <laughs> including Shadow, uh, what Rouge. What a weird fucking way to say that. Yeah, that's a wild way to say that. <laughs> Shadow, Rouge, Cream, and maybe the Babylon Ro the Babylon Rogues. The fuck? Do you know, the, do you know about the Babylon Rogues? I, I do not, bless. <laughs> Yeah, we need to look at the Babylon Rogues. However, it's uh, uh, unknown if any of these characters will be a part of the animated shorts. So we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago about the uh, trademark of Sonic and Friends and what it could be. We talked very briefly about, about it. I pitched the idea of a Sonic Animal Crossing game, which I think would still be neat. Uh, but cool. It's a little, it's a little TikTok thing. A little TikTok oh, okay. There's Sonic Riders. They're the Sonic Riders team. Oh, okay. Jet the Hawk, Wave the Swallow. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> and Storm the Albatross. <laughs> Wave the Swallow. The Swallow. Story number eight. Fucking children, man. <laughs> Final news. Are you gonna check out the, these animated shorts? No, I really like the the other ones, like the Sonic Adventures, whatever the animated adventures or whatever they were. Incredible art style. Is Sonic Prime this season two out? It is blessed. Fuck. Oh, it's out. I watched. Uh... There was a scene in it. Mm -hmm. Is it is it a, a Sonic versus Shadow? Because I've, yeah. I've been seeing clips of that. Yeah. I'm not seeing the full thing, but it looks sick as hell. <laughs> sick as hell. But there's one line that I'm like, huh? That's. <laughs> I banged your mom, Sonic. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not quite that, but like it's in the realm of that. Oh, where I'm like, huh? Didn't know that I needed to learn that about Shadow, but uh, here we are. All right, all right, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm married with kids, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I spit in your mouth every night, Sonic. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Shadow. Uh, our final news story, story number eight: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three is coming November 10th. This comes from a tweet from Sledgehammer in the Call of Duty accounts, where they just tweeted out Modern Warfare Three with a video. That says Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> and then November 10th. It's coming. There we Finally. Go. We did it, everybody. We did it, everybody. Modern Warfare 3 is happening. Who could have wow. guessed? Mike, could you have guessed? <laughs> he said, woo. That was a real answer, but I, I'm going to say that's a yeah. That's a yeah. He could have guessed. Tim? Yeah. Can't wait to see how Modern Warfare 3 pans out mm -hmm. on November 10th. But the release of Modern Warfare 3 is just so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? 
November 10th, Charles Hamilton's birthday. Hey. Uh, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. See, that's how big of a news day it was. Is that yeah. a new Call of Duty was announced? It's our final news story. story number eight. Story number eight. <laughs> we had to talk about Sonic and Friends first. We did. Out today, we got Hammer of Virtue for PC. New dates for you. The next Evo is set for July 26th through the 28th, 2024. And then Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising launches November 30th worldwide on PlayStation and PC. Deal of the day for you. Uh, Steam Visual Novel Fest is going down starting today. Steam Visual Novel Fest celebrates the spirit of telling a story through art and interactive fiction with discounts and demos on current and upcoming visual novel games of all kinds. So get hyped for that. Tim, mm -hmm. it's time for counterfunnycom slash you're wrong, where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. I am looking at your wrong and it is empty, which almost seems like a mistake, but also it's me and you. It's and down so, here. It's down here. Oh, it's down. You scroll a little. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. But you're right, though. There's no way we got anything actually wrong. Uh... Jimmy Hawkins says, worth noting, Rockstar hasn't done remakes because, according to an article from The Gamer, the devs feel remakes are beneath them. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they outsource remasters slash ports, uh, much to the chagrin of fans so far. Hilarious. Beneath them is really funny. Yeah. Put that, putting in effort beneath them. <laughs> there's, there's no way that's a direct quote. I refuse to believe that somebody at Rockstar <laughs> was like, this is beneath us. <laughs> I can see it, man. I can see it. But also, the article does put beneath them in quotes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> beneath us. Uh, I'm looking through the rest of this. Uh, we're looking pretty good. Magic Universes Beyond is not a mistake. It is their brand collab special sets. It just sounded weird to say. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not finding the direct quote, and so <laughs> I'm just gonna assume it's true. I'm gonna assume that Dan Houser, yeah, one of the Houser, yeah, one of the Houser brothers. So then somebody was like, "Hey, y'all want to remake Bully?" And he's like, it's "Fucking beneath, beneath us, it's beneath me." The last class, <laughs> you think uh, I am? Gaming and Twitch also says Q QA is beneath them too. I guess. God damn, damn, <laughs> Jesus, got their asses. That's enough. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Mm -hmm. This week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Tomorrow, you're getting Greg and me. Wednesday, you're getting me and Tim. Thursday, whew, you're getting Whoa. me and Tim. Whoa. And then on Friday, you're getting Tim and me. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, man. What a week. What a week. If you're watching this live right now after the KFGD post show, the crew is playing some WrestleQuest for a stacked stream. Of course, Jeff Jarrett could choke slam Greg through a fucking table. You have no idea what could no happen. No idea. Anything could no, happen. Anything could happen, but you'll have to tune in to find out what does happen right here on YouTube and Twitch and later on YouTube if you want to watch the VOD. Tim, mm -hmm. this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Till next time, Game Daily. And welcome to the stage, the one and only Snowbike Mike. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I have two Mike. microphones at once because, of course, we're resetting the stage. Yes. Oh, we're so resetting. one of you can okay. stay with me. One of you may leave. Okay. That's how this is going to okay. go. Cool, cool, Just cool. Just because I'm only going to hold two mics. Do you, so. want, you want me to stay? You want to go? I can you... stay. I can stay. All right, cool. All right. Blessing, come on up. Hello, Oh, wait. Everyone. We're standing up for this. Yeah, we're, oh, yeah. They're moving the oh, set. Oh, okay. Moving the you set. know what? We're resetting. Tim, do you want to stay? <laughs> I got to do metadata. <laughs>
Let me put this thing down. Hello, chat. It's Mike coming to you live here in the beautiful spare bedroom studio. We're ready to rock and roll. Uh, we have a really fun stream today. Double J, Jeff Jarrett is in the building. And, of course, the team from Mega Cat Studios are here as well. The developers of WrestleQuest for a fun sponsored stream where we are going to play the game. We are going to hang out with a absolute legend in the ring. And then... We're going to talk with the developers and have a great time. Mike, but really first, quick, can you grab Tim's wallet off the floor? Grab that wallet. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Swipe that card. I love Tim. how Bless called my wallet thin, which like sounds like the most brutal. It, it was rip insulting. Of all time. Like I yeah. felt insulted for you, Tim. He right though. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of a thin. I'm a I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the thin wallet. All right. Do you carry cash with you? No cash. You should always have at least twenty, maybe forty. No, 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 not no, not on my person. Why is that, Mike? Because you never know the situation you may be in, Barrett. You might be pulling up to a baseball game, need parking. Guess what? Need a twenty spot. You might go to Pacifica, California yeah. for the World Dog Surfing Championship and say, God damn, there are 5,000 people at the beach right now. I can't find a parking spot. But the local middle school is saying, hey, $15 a spot, cash only. And you might say to yourself, God damn it, if I didn't listen to Mike, we'd be walking miles to get to this office. All right, event. you proved me wrong, Mike. You got me. You, Mike, you fucking got me. I love that you actually went to that because it's been promoted to me on Instagram like every no. single day. Really? And yeah. we were like, should we do it? I don't know. And we ended up not going. We went to Pacifico the next day to grab some brunch. And the restaurant we went to, the guys were like, you guys came on the right day. If you were here yesterday, mayhem. it was mayhem. mayhem. There were dogs everywhere. They were surfing. They were not surfing. They were like, you you should not have come yesterday. It was bad. I'll they were like, we were what. not prepared for this. It was a awesome experience. A great event. So worth it. So much fun. And I, we'll tell stories about that today on the Kind of Funny Podcast. podcast. Oh, yes. I'm joining that. But let's talk about some super chats, of course. Yo, what up, kind of funny best friends? Welcome back for another week of awesome content here in the spare bedroom with kind of funny. Of course, we have so much fun stuff coming your way, but of course, it wouldn't be a kind of funny games daily post show without myself or Andy coming in and reading your burning questions. Don't forget, if you're live on Twitch or on YouTube, you can get involved through super chats and through the new hype chat feature where you can write in with your questions about today's news stories. You can ask about Tim and his dope fit. Ask you can about ask about, it. oh man, Any they're moving you the have? set. What? How you doing? I'm feeling good. How about good. yourself? I'm feeling really good. It's weird standing up and having this much room for activity. Yeah, a lot of room. A lot you of know? room. Can you do Start a high kick? Start jumping jets. No, I can't Damn. do a high kick. I'm so... Because we're playing flexible. WrestleQuest. We got to yeah. talk about your wrestling persona. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. No. I'm like, more today's of a, the day. I'm more of a walk around and point at things type of guy. I like that. I like Hope that. Hope you get some cheers. Hope you get some chance. Mm, like and otherwise, just like, I'll take the hits. You know what You're I mean? You're kind of like Seth freaking Rollins, who just comes out <laughs> real swaggy, but also, you know, like just doing... He's just orchestrating it. Yeah. You know what See, I mean? See, up to that I like point. that. Everything after that, I'm not like Seth Rollins at all. He is so damn talented, man. <laughs> you watch SummerSlam at all? Oh, come on. Me and Kevin Aztecs, we watching SummerSlam. Dude. Did you watch SummerSlam? Oh, it was a blast. I had such a good time, man. Hey, can we talk about it? Of course Every we can. Every single time we preface this story of like, hey, he's a jabroni and he's an idiot, but goddamn. We got to talk about Ricochet and Logan Paul. What a match. Absolutely setting the tone for SummerSlam. What a freaking match. Dude, I saw a, a tweet that uh, really puts it all into context for me about Logan Paul in the yeah. WWE. He is like if you took a creative character and then just put all the stats up and you're just like, you go from zero to fucking hero out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. How the fuck can he do all this stuff, Mike? 
It was some really solid wrestling out of those two. Really fun match. I think it ended brilliantly where people are going to get riled up, right? Like, come on. What yeah, a dude. great ending to that. Honestly, I thought that the entire SummerSlam was like such a good time. Didn't love every outcome of every match, but okay, that's okay. WWE, though. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? You're, you're, you're here for the highs and lows and for the storylines. Mm-hmm. The Bloodline stuff, oh, man. Like, it's it was great overall. Yeah, yeah. Great match. I, I'm really like, how are they going to keep this going? Because <laughs> we're getting to some jump the shark bits here yeah, where yeah. I'm like, I don't know about this Jimmy J situation. We got, you know what? We're having fun with it, which is terrific stuff. And, yeah, SummerSlam was a hit. Ford Field looked awesome, right? Yes, it did. Greg over on YouTube.com slash WWE did an incredible bit that you got to watch. That was a really fun time with Mommy. And, of course, Dirty Dom. God, it was so good. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sure we'll time. talk about that on the There's podcast as so well. so much to but talk about. real quick, Mike, I just want to say how funny it was where I wasn't on Twitter at all. Okay, okay. Uh, watching uh, the show last night. I was me, me and my brother were just watching it at my house. And uh, the main event's happening. I'm super in watching. All of a sudden, I start hearing Greg Miller's voice yes. behind me. And I'm like, what? what's going on and it really was like an out of body experience because like i didn't realize oh, where he was front row. I, he was like tweeting about it saying like oh you're gonna hear me whatever i didn't know that so i just started hearing greg and it freaked me out for a minute because i thought greg was like calling in or something yes <laughs> i i cannot wait for the podcast because i want to ask greg about that right like as you know i got the all access badge and of course no rules right mm-hmm. and we learned that there aren't many rules there's some rules there but i want to know how greg got there got positioned there right because after seeing it live and in person i definitely understand what goes down in the front couple of rows there right and it's not what you would think it's Mm -mm. not just walk up there and you're there right like it is very sectioned off people are coming and going they have special faces that are supposed to be there how did he get there i want to know all about it but that will be for the kind of funny podcast this is kind of funny games daily's post show and man oh man we got stuff to talk about tim just like my guy tyler washington who's become a youtube member for three full months says hey yo three months of the good people hey thank you for being good to us and being a part of it slap nuts slap nuts what, what do you want what do you want to eat oh thank you thank you <laughs> yeah yeah you talk I'll hey everybody it. it's greg and i'm getting the orders from everybody here who wants to eat some food with us how you doing Tim? i'm doing really What'd good you think of SummerSlam? i loved it yeah i really loved it man yeah. I, I think like after la- last year's we were there together yeah I, that was the most impressed i've ever been with the summer slam i don't think this one quite hit those highs sure but oh my god i literally obsessed with it good okay cool yeah Anything didn't love in? everything sure but of course not. that's you know that's how that's things go that's yeah. how it is. Yeah, did yeah, you yeah. enjow your time i had a great time can't wait to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I want to tell some backstage stories. I oh, think. I'm sure. On the old Kind of Funny podcast this yeah. afternoon, patreon.com slash kind of funny. That's where you want Tim to be. tried to keep me off it because he's afraid of me. Do you want some food too? Yeah, um, you founded the company. I guess you can. Yeah, let me see. Thanks, Slap Nuts. <laughs> Let's go back to this one right there. Uh, Dropkick Tondo okay. writes in with a $5 super chat and says, birthday tax, nothing more, nothing less. Have a great day, everyone. Happy birthday, Dropkick Tondo. Happy Thank you so birthday. much for your support. I guess we can... Kind of get over here now instead of just. A lot of love to drop Kitano. You know? Yes. I want to say a very positive member of the community. Always a big fan seeing their name pop uh-huh, up. Uh huh. A lot of great people out there. Now, Jared F. writes in and says, Do you think Rockstar would ever create an Elder Scrolls like open world fantasy RPG? That would. What uh, What would that look like? How could we let Rockstar know we want this? No. I'm going to say, I don't want that. I like Rockstar with what they're doing right now. Absolutely. Um, but what would it look like? I mean, I would assume it's just... See, here's my issue. Because I like Rockstar for the satire, I like it for the jokes, right? And you know what I think of when I go to fantasy? 
Borderlands. So essentially, to me, my mind jumps to, oh, it would just be Borderlands. And I don't Got know it. if I want that. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. like that humor in that kind of setting with them. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I feel like Rockstar, keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I feel like they're they're already between the western side of the Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the uh, more modern side of yes. the... I don't even know what the right word would be because modern technically isn't it if they can go back to the 80s and 90s, yes, you know what course. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that that vibe, the more city vibe, I guess, city mm-hmm. vibe of, uh, of games, like it's fairly unique in this day and age yeah. you know like I, there were, were times where there were gta clones up the wazoo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but nowadays it's like yeah you're getting maybe a couple every five years or so yeah you know we're not getting the saints row every year we're not getting true crime streets of oh XYZ, new york and la you know what Come i mean on. sleeping dogs man we had some great ones out there but yeah jared great write-in great question i wonder what the chat says because i see jared over there saying breaking my heart yeah i'm just not I don't want a fantasy from Rockstar. I don't want fantasy. It's just my issue there. And then when yeah. I think of it, my mind does go to the corny jokes of Borderlands with their high fantasy, and it just doesn't work for me on that one. So I don't know. But, Jared, good question. Borderlands is high. I don't know if I call it well, high they, fantasy, they but they did, did the te- little yeah, t- tiny Tina. Yeah, little yeah. Tina. And it's little like, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't like that one. Uh, let's go in with Jace the Drone. Will Tim play AC6? I feel like it could be a surprise love for you like Sifu was. AC6, Armored, Armored Core 6. six. Not a Proud of you, Mike. You're working on it. I'm making sure it. you got it, just yeah. so you know. I am um, I'm really excited to give it a shot. Okay. I highly doubt it sticks with me, um, mm-hmm. it, even if it's just because of time. But very excited to yeah, get yeah. in and, and try because I think it looks absolutely great. And I am mm. a... I'm a big mech fan, so I want to see. Ooh, I want to see the mech goes. customization on Looks this game too. Hell. Come on, man! I'm gonna make a dope Gundam. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I watched Iron Blooded Orphans, and there was this dope Gundam that was green and purple, and he was running around with a giant mace, and I was like, "Yo, that's my guy. That's my guy right there." He was a bad guy, though. Okay. Ghost two oh nine writes in and says, "Because of Greg, my gamer tag is now game over, Ghosty." Game over ghosty. There we go. I like Welcome that. Welcome to the dog club. My dog, Nick, 96, writes in and says, Blessing, did you hear the track that introduced the top six to Street Fighter Six? Well, I'll tell you, Blessing's not here, but I did. Because, man, oh, man, Evo, top six, Street Fighter Six was absolutely rocking. Then they shredded the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme, and it was like, Shit was wild, Tim. It was wild, bro. Let me tell Shout you. Shout out to Evil Man. Yo. One day I want to be there. I want to see it in all its actual yes. glory. Yes, 100%. It's been hard because for many years uh, it would be the same weekend as um, RTX, and we would always always go to RTX. With the the future of that, like I'm not sure, like if we're if mm. we're going next year yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Next year's Evil Man. It sounds like a, a freaking blast. The amount of games we got coming, Mortal Kombat, yeah. potentially oh, Project L, Tekken Mortal Kombat, yeah, Ooh. yeah. And a little Killer Instinct out there, too. Did y'all talk about the Killer Instinct news? You know, we did. Iron Galaxy we whipping did it. it up. They're, really? Yeah, 10 year yeah they're bringing a big update right there. It's like pretty exciting stuff. I know the KI audience is jazzed up about that. And what could that lead to? Daddy Microsoft, maybe we give him a call. Maybe we help him out. Rumbleverse, done now, mm. right? Hey. Maybe there's some free agents out there we could hit up and see. Let's gun, let's run this, you know. Run it back. Uh, let's keep it moving right now with Ghost Two Hundred Nine says R.I.P. Will Friedkin. Friedkin. Greg sucks. I don't know. I don't know a will. I apologize. <laughs> God, 
Jesus, I know everything that, about this. That, we get an RIP a, message. That someone right we now. don't ghost know who is it is. Right now. And then I, I want to take it as serious. You know, I want to I think do, that they're I actually do. being heartfelt there, but then ending it with a Greg sucks. Yeah, so I, I don't know about this. The director of The Exorcist. That's that's who you decided to message us. I don't know who that All is. All right, the director of The Exorcist, Greg Sucks. Yes, Kevin. There's a controller on the desk that says for you. For you. Just one? All right. Yep. Uh, SN writes in, says, Tim, mm -hmm. did you know that Final Fantasy has its own TCG, trading card game? Trading card game. So good trading at this, Mike. Games. Yes, I did know that. Um, it's, it's You know, it's hard because yeah. I, again, I'm more of a collector than I am in actually trying mm. to play these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like there, there has to be a certain level of excitement around it for me to be interested in collecting it. Ah, okay. You know? Okay, okay. I like the, that. The like only that. thing that is uh, that no one in the world's interested in besides me is the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993. It wasn't a trading. It wasn't. A, it was just a collectible. Okay. Okay. You know, okay, or, okay. You know yeah, yeah. there's no actual game to it. Uh, I forget the, the the phrase for that. TCG, CCG, collectible card game. There you go. That's what CCG. it is. CCG. There's I no like game. That. I don't fucking know. Anyways, wow. I had every single one when I was little because there was a dollar store and I went to the dollar store and the, the, I was buying each of the packs. And they were selling them for a dollar. Eventually, they're like, "We'll just give you the whole box for a dollar because no one's gonna buy Nobody these else. things." I love that. Yeah. I love when that happens. So, yes. I don't have them anymore, but okay. one day I want to recollect them. Colin Barry writes in with their four-month membership anniversary over on YouTube. Thank you so much for your support. Bless what, bless what you have a KBBQ. Also, what do you have at KBBQ? What uh, do you think? Do you have this? You know, what do you think that is, Mike? Oh, uh, that's Korean barbecue. Proud Mike of you. is. I've been around the today, block, everybody. ladies and gentlemen. It's Monday, and I'm wearing my glasses. See you, chat. So okay, proud of you. Bless. And you good glasses. At, see these things? What'd you get at Korean barbecue? Also, was the grill at your table? P.S. The Hunter Hunter shirt is looking good on you. Well, shout out to Bless for looking good today. Bless was looking fucking Let's good. Did Korean you see that barbecue. shirt on him? Yeah, it looks great. I like the military green on him. Dude, I like dope. that he's showing off a little bit of the pecs. A little bit of them pecs. You know what I mean? Yeah. But bless, go to the gym with Roger at 6.30 in the morning. Work on those pecs. Keep mm -hmm. them going. Korean barbecue. Yeah. What's your order? What's the deal? Oh, the the only way to do Korean barbecue okay. is just go with the group. You know what I mean? Okay, you go, you go with, the, with group. the group and yeah, you don't yeah. have an order. Mm -hmm. You let life fucking take you by control. Wow. You just start pointing at things. You get a little yes. bit of everything. You share it with everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. usually not a big mm -hmm. share guy. Okay. But with that KBBQ, you got to share. The, you got to do it. The mandatory thing, though, Calbee. You got to get an order of Calbee. Depending on the Calby. place. Everybody loves Calbee. Good order of grilled chicken as well, depending on the place. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Let's go hard. But yeah, you're right though. Calbee is that one like, oh. Like why if we, if we don't if we're going else? to a Korean barbecue place and we don't order that, we're fucking up. We're fucking up. Love that. Me and Andy last night, spices together. Oh, Two bros. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bros. Who could have spices? Now, I'll tell you what, my favorite lady, not there. She only works Wednesday, Thursday. So we'll have to go there. I gotta time. go on a Wednesday or Thursday with that's you. my lady, is right. Yeah. Uh Oscar writes in and says, Where did Mike get that dope Pokeball like hoodie? Frame rate merch. Shout out to Tina and Ray, our hey. good friends. Of course, this is a frame rate merch. Uh, one right there. They have three different kinds resembling three different Pokeballs. Love that. So if you like that, that's up to your Tasteful. alley. Oh, man, they got some dope stuff. They're yeah. incredible, those two. Big fan of them. Mike writes in and says, would no OLED or BC make Switch 2 a no-go at launch? BC, backwards compatibility. Mm -hmm. And what was the other thing? OLED screen. Look. Look, make it a no go. Let no. me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Let yeah. me talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm just getting ahead of it myself. I don't expect it to have OLED at launch, which is such a bummer get out to of me. town. I know 
It just is what it is. Look, the Vita came out with OLED. Okay. The next one didn't have OLED. Okay. The Switch has an upgrade of an OLED. I don't uh -huh. expect the next one to have yeah. it. I, I just don't. And that is such an absolute bummer to me because it mean, it makes the Switch so much better. Yeah. Just so much better. Um, and then the no backwards compatibility, I think there is not a chance. I saw uh, Paris tweeting that he's emotionally preparing himself for it not to have it because yeah. WNDs, weird Nintendo Gotta decisions. I legitimately think that there's not a chance that the next Switch is not backwards compatible. Like they have just built something that is too important. That yeah. is, that, that there's too much going on with this library, with the mm -hmm. install base mm -hmm. of the Switch. I think not only is it going to be backwards compatible, I think it's going to be connected. I think that yes. we're actually going to get. Like I would not be surprised if the next Switch isn't even a next Switch. The Switch Plus, yeah, essentially, yeah, it still uses the cartridges. Mm -hmm. Joy Cons too. I, I mean, See, now you start to think, right? What are we sharing on this? Are we sharing the dock? Are we sharing no, not sharing the dock. Games? No, it'd be a new well, dock. I mean, what if I have the old version and I have a new dock? What no, I, 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 I see. I there there has to be some the There has to be some things tech-wise that are, I'm that just are pushing throwing it out forward. There. You know what I mean? Um, what are we sharing? Yeah. But we'll see. Okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Um, Ian writes in and says, Snowbike Michael. For someone who hasn't played either game but enjoys RPGs, gun to your head, which game do you recommend? Diablo 4 or Baldur's Gate 3? Tough. Because Baldur's Gate 3, game of the year conversation now, yeah. better be, because that game is awesome. Diablo 4, incredible. Let's talk about it, Tim. Talk because there's it. two different stories to this game right now. One and the other. One, do you like gameplay? Do you want to just get lost like in the mindless gameplay that is Diablo? Mm. Right, because Diablo has a lot of gameplay at the front of it. Baldur's Gate, a lot more story, story and narrative. Right, so now you got to make a choice here. Because I'll tell you what. Diablo, I love playing because I'm actively playing it. Baldur's Gate, I am very much just watching a story unfold, getting to pick and choose what's happening. The Battlefield stuff, don't get me wrong, fun gameplay, but not as much gameplay as Diablo, right? Like real time is happening there as click, opposed click. to turn-based and choosing waity, that. Waity. So if I had my choice, I would look at you and say, what are you in the mood for? Do you want to be involved? Do you want to stay constantly on your toes? Then go for Diablo 4. If you're interested in an awesome story, really getting on the grid and working out some cool tactics-based combat, you should go with Baldur's Gate. Right now, I'm loving Baldur's Gate. I'm absolutely in love with that game. It is a must-play. You shot your shot on this one, that man. That should be on my fantasy critic, yeah. Tim. There's no question about that. I knew that team was going to deliver, and you they did. did. So yeah, but it was in pre-release, uh, Mike. You know, it, was, it wouldn't early, have been fair. Access, you know, they didn't yeah. want me to have it. They yeah. held me back from greatness, but it's all right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say I, I think Baldur's Gate, uh, for me personally, right now is where I want to be. I want to live in that. I love the four-player co-op. I think you can make some really dope, fun, interesting things with that. Me and Andy replayed all the stuff that we already played throughout the week because he did not like where one Nick Scarpinome might have taken the story. So, you know, that's how much fun I'm having is I've restarted it again. Hell yeah. Y'all are cowards. Y'all just need to lean into we killed the a bird. story. We killed a lot of things. Y'all killed everybody, we and it would have been great because you know what? Everybody else also too cowardly to do it, and you were the ones who were Yep. the only ones it. who were doing we it, it. Like, uh, good friend of ours, JPL, writes in and says, "Hey, Mike, how are those hammies on them yammies?" Uh, Tim, as you know, I pulled a hamstring two yep. weeks ago. I proceeded to run on it throughout the week because Mike. I'm not afraid of that, uh, and I feel 
Good. I feel like I'm back. I'm wearing jeans because it's a very special occasion. Yeah, you I think everybody good. in the studio will tell you I haven't worn jeans since the studio launch month when I said I would wear jeans every day. And then I wore shorts and I said, no, I'm going to wear shorts every I get day. It. I get it. You know, I, it's a dance. See, can we just appreciate it for a second, though? Like, Mike, Mike, this is this is a brand fit new from kicks. head to toe. I know those brand new kicks. Like, I'm loving the Jumping. color. The thing about Tim Gettys that you guys uh-huh. have probably noticed over you time. You probably know. I'm never going to say I'm the best dressed. I'm never going to mm. say, like, I am the most uh, fashionable or anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say I'm the most coordinated. You know what I mean? That, I, like I feel that. like that okay. is the goal that I have yeah, at, yeah. at all times when it comes to the clothes. You got a coordination going on, though, that I'm envious I mean, of. This is know, looking good. This isn't me. This is just Ray and Tina with the sweatshirt. The sweatshirt no, brings but, it but off. with the shoes, though, you got the distribution oh, of colors with the white, have the, the black, and everything. You got to have the nice shoes on. It's right, Tim. It's good. But I'll tell you what. Wore my normal, you know, running Nike shoes to the world. Dog surfing championships. Yes, and I'll did. tell you what, I was on the beach. I was taking in water. Save for the Tim, podcast. Tim, Save it for was the podcast, so Mike. much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. Now, here's what I do need. I got I got I got the the nervous peas. We'll got call it. it. Okay. I gotta go pee really quick. But before we start the show, I need you to buy me two more minutes. Okay. So I can go pee. I can do that. And then uh we'll bring everybody else out, okay? Yeah. But let's tell you can tell them what we're doing today. Do you want to tell them what we're doing? Oh, we're about to play some WrestleQuest okay. with Jeff Jarrett. Are you kidding me? This is about to be an absolute blast. I think we got a couple more super chats coming in here. We have DJ Canto uh super chat saying, I think much like the upgraded Wii remotes, we'll have new Joy Cons, but they'll look the same, but maybe have half thumbsticks and other upgrade oh, wait. Hall, hall, thumbsticks, and other upgrades. I'm hoping there's far less bezel on the screen. Uh, DJ Kento, have you used or do you have the OLED switch? Because I can't imagine the bezel getting any better than that. Like comparing the OLED to the original is night and day. The o- the original is a, is a joke, Fisher Price toy compared to uh, the OLED, and it surprises me because I always didn't like how much bezel there was, but. Looking at it now, it looks more like the original Switch looks more like a Wii U than it does a Switch OLED. It blows my mind there. Uh, and I'm just talking about the physical hardware of it all. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I just don't see them wanting to get rid of their worthy investments in things that worked like Joy-Cons that aren't Wii remotes in the sense that traditional games don't work right with them. Like They're just controllers. So I feel like the, the, the success that they have in selling these things and being able to come out with a bazillion customizable colors and all that stuff, like, I don't know, man. I think the, switch, the next Switch is going to be a lot more in line, a lot more Game Boy to Game Boy Color than, uh, than we're kind of expecting here. I mean, but even then, a Game Boy Color to a Game Boy Advance, I don't think is that big of a, of a jump there with, with the GBA being fully backwards compatible, even though the cartridges were different sizes. People are saying there's rumors that the cartridge is going to be different for the Switch and therefore it's not backwards compatible. Look at the past to understand the future. But I understand I'm crazy saying that because it's Nintendo and WNDs are abound. What say you, Barrett? I, I, I could see it where they have like two different entry ports or whatever, or like one for the older games and then one for whatever new type of cartridges they have. I could also see them just keeping the same cartridge type. Like, I, I don't know if there's anything that's holding them back. Like, if anything, we've learned that. What is it? It's like really good for storage and especially of like the size of their games and shit. So, I don't know, yeah, I could see it either way. I think it would be absolutely insane if it was not backwards compatible. Right. And like not only so backwards like compatible. A big, I think it would be a bigger bigger blunder, Tim, mm-hmm. than the Wii U itself. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's that. But, but I mean, dude, at least the, the Wii U, yeah, dude, was totally. kind of backwards compatible, or not kind of like you could play Wii games and like all the like at least I don't know. So, but here's the thing though. 
it was a weird backwards compatibility, but it had it. I feel like the backwards compatibility is an interesting conversation to have with Switch because it can mean multiple things. I, I think that there's no way that just period, it's not backwards compatible. But there's a chance that there's no physical backwards compatibility, but the digital works. There's no way the digital Nintendo ecosystem will not be playable on the next Switch. No way. I feel like I'm interrupting a TED Talk. <laughs> it's like the 100, the 100 Club or 700 Club or a TED Talk. But geez, I'll tell you about Nintendo. Uh, I'm about to to leave here. Um, actually, where we get one more here from Al Treisman. Tim, do you think they'll be? we will be getting a new Steam Deck by the end of the year? Um, that's a really good question. I, I feel like... It, it's yet to be known if Steam's going to like pump these things out annually with just like small little revisions or they're yeah. going to kind of treat them more like generational big moments. Um, I would probably lean towards that. I don't think every year would make sense. I think maybe like every other year put out an update. Um, but whatever they do, I hope we get some OLED. What do you think, Greg? I'm Mike. I'm need it. Oh, shit. Don't worry about it. I'm here for it. I don't think Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? This year's running out of time. We're running out of time pretty quick here on mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, Steam Deck's doing fine on it. Yeah. It's funny, I, uh, coming home from SummerSlam, got on the plane, right to bed, right? Because you know, I got no sleep. Um, I stirred awake and two and a half hours into the flight or whatever. It was a mom on the, I'm in the window, mom on the aisle, kid in the center, kid in the center playing Zelda with Switch. And so then I eventually busted out my Switch. Hell yeah. Played something unreleased, unannounced, can't Ooh, tell you about. Ooh, unannounced. Uh, well, no, it's, no, it's been announced, I guess. Unreleased. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and then I was trying to look cool, and then like I put it down, but I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to talk to him. I'm, I'm done talking. It's been yeah. a long SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end of the flight, I, I heard, overheard him when we were like waiting to board. His mom's like, so what did you do? And he's like, oh, I played this and I did this and I, I did, watched some Netflix. And he's like, you know, mom, also, there's, they've announced that there's going to be a new Switch next year. So I really think that, you know, my, game, my Switch will probably be obsolete. And she's like, well, if I buy you one, I got to get Billy one too. And that's a lot of money. There and we she's, go, man. She's that's like, maybe we could do it. But like this kid knew, man. He was dialed in. Did he know me? No. And that's why when he dropped his wallet, I just took it. Do you know what I mean? Good. I'm not still giving. Have it. Yeah. You still do? Yeah. Get out his chance. Uh, then we have DJ Kendall saying, nice shirt, Greg, which I, I do agree. Love loved I, your jacket. Your day two, love both jackets, but day two jacket, yeah. especially good. Yeah, I was, especially I was happy with that one a lot. Uh, and it, was, it helped me out, it turned out, you know, spotting me in the crowd. So many Dude. people are like, a true north. We'll talk about it on the show. I know. Uh, but no, you're all here, ladies and gentlemen. It's starting. I've threatened it many times on Games Daily. This is the start of the collar shirt era. I come home. I told Jen I'm sick of looking like a schlub. I'm going to buy some collared shirts. She says, you never will. I'll order a bunch. She ordered a bunch. So there's a whole bunch that I'm like, I would never normally, not this one, but there's other ones I'm like, I wouldn't wear this, but if my wife says I'd look good, no, I probably look good in it. I know? love it. Yeah. I'm very excited for this. Step you should it up, be. You should be. You should you got be. Mike over here looking I'm here. like a damn snack. I'm wearing my jeans for a reason. Uh, now, let's have some fun. Yeah. yeah. Him, go forth. You've done, your, forth. done a great job. Go I'm forth. I'm going to put this mic. Back where it belongs. Yes, you are. All right. Yes, you are. Uh, should we get, say goodbye to the Games Daily kids who are still listening on audio uh, podcast services around the world? Goodbye, Games Daily kids. Have a good one. From Bear to myself to you, be kind, be well, go forth. Wait, why from Bear and you? Why not me? I didn't even think you were there. You were so silent. That's why I didn't see you.